I destroyed the resources that I should have been creating opportunity with. Yeah. So, yeah, I was destroying the resources I should have created opportunity with. And once the opportunity presented itself, my gift was present, but I wasn't prepared to for people to be able to receive it in the packaging that they needed to see it. And so, like, a lot of, a lot of, I felt like people weren't being me. They just had a different support system. And sometimes when you don't, when you're, when you grew up with lack of support and a lack of encouragement in your gift, you would, like, for me, I'm not going to say when you do, for me growing up with lack of support and lack of um, encouragement and being authentic to myself, I just thought nobody really cared about my gift. They just cared that I can, I can show up. And when he show up, he going to make sure I'm good. I don't want to help him be good. But whatever he's doing good, that he benefits from, hopefully he bring I'll bring the benefits over here and benefit from and let me benefit from it. I don't want to come help you on the stage. I don't want to help you study your script. I don't want to encourage you and tell you how amazing you are and you, you're an amazing chef. It was some things that my mom used to say. She was like, is this really what you want to do? Maybe cooking not really what you want to do. You can just go get a regular job. And stuff like that from people that impactful hurts. Because what you... What you want to hear is, oh my gosh, try that again. That was awesome. Let me taste that. Oh, wow. Like, what did you put in this? Oh my gosh, I was at your show and the way you, that that scene that you had was so amazing. The way, how did you learn all those lines? Can you imagine if you had this a fraction of a bit of encouragement in certain areas? So for me, um... I just, I just felt like nobody would really support me. So even with some of my friends, like one of my friends called me today and she was just like, I'm coming over Sunday and we writing down what you want to do for your birthday. This is the friend, the only friend that I've ever had that when I had a party, I walked her and my friend Mario that I met. It's my, it's my roommate's best friend, my bro best friend. And um, I met him through him, but he's a great friend. I walked in the kitchen because I'm used to doing everything. I'm like, all right. After entertaining and cooking and painting and cleaning, I walked in the kitchen. I'm like, all right, it's time to clean. Man, I walked in the kitchen. The tables were broken down. They were breaking. The chafing dishes were clean. And I've never had that before. And it was because now these were different. This this was my different a different set of friends. It wasn't my usual friends where, you know, they just eat, leave, and have a good day. These were, these were my friend friends who like, all right, let, let's get this stuff together. And, um, like she called me today and I wrote, and I, she was like, yo, you don't got to do stuff by yourself. Like, you don't got to feel that twine. I got you. What are we going to get done? Like, what you want to do for this party? I'm coming over and we're going to write it down. And you let me know what we need to execute. And I'm like, man, like I told you, my other friend called me earlier. That's a whole different friend. And he, and I, and that now is because now I'm in a place where, yo, who, who want to help? And I think the friends are emerging that needs to emerge. But for a long time, I just felt like nobody had any interest in me. They only, they only had an interest in what my gift could produce for them. Not even what it can produce to elevate me, what my gift can produce for them. So a lot of people have interest in the gift of people, not the gift of people. And so, oh, that was great. A lot of people have interest in the gift of people, but not the gift of people. And um, me having the kind of heart I had, I was looking for somebody to love me in my gift and not love me for my gift. 
And it wasn't happening. And so I felt like I didn't deserve. Like I'm only supposed to be of servitude to you. Because that's how I felt with everyone else that I actually loved. So even with being molested. Like I couldn't. At that point my dad was really aggressive. Really assertive. He had so many boys. He worked in two jobs. He trying to get stuff done. I can't talk to him. He he just straight cutthroat. My mom was just really self-consumed. Um, she she was young, so she never really had a chance to be an adult. Um, she already had to take care of kids before she had kids. So when it got to me, I'm already in the middle child. You had your your, your 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 oldest son, who was your pride and joy. Then you have your daughter, which is your only girl. Then you have your baby. So that just left me like, oh, he's around. And I used to hear it a lot. Like, like literally, like every other day. Oh, I forgot Antoine. Oh, I forgot Antoine. To the point where I felt like, it's okay like they they need it like i literally learned i learned to self like to just not receive i i literally was like those moments taught me how not to receive that's crazy like talking to you is really helping me right now it taught me not to receive so growing up i thought well i have a big heart and i can so i will and i did but nobody was reciprocating it. And Wow, and it's so interesting. So in my, our dynamic, my twin was sick. She's born with a hole in her heart. So all the attention goes to her. So I'm used to feeling alone and by myself and over here. And the expectation was, you're okay. You can handle it. And, that, and my mom said that to me one time. She was like, we always knew you was okay and you had it. No, I was okay because I had to be. I wasn't okay because I wanted to be. I had to be, even with being molested. Like, I'm going. Who I'm going to tell? I know. Like, yeah. who am I going to tell? Like, you, everyone has their own mm-hmm. agenda here. I, y'all already knew I was a peculiar kid. Like, so, and I remember the guy used to the old age enemy used to be like, yeah, because your dad's going to beat you, and I believed it because we got beatings. Like, <laughs> and you know, anytime I went to go talk to my mom, it was always, oh. I, I forgot Antoine. I, like, I never really remember actually having a conversation with her until now as an adult. Like, so it wasn't like it didn't I didn't it didn't feel like a place. The only place it felt safe was the place that where I was violated. It, it it wasn't safe in the beginning, but it became the safe place because it was the only place where I felt accepted. You wanted me for me. And so what happens when someone wants you for you, then then all of a sudden you become you're becoming different versions of yourself. Yeah, I was an eight-year-old boy at that time. And then you start elevating, you're like, hold on, this isn't what I want. And now you're in wrapped up in confusion of what you felt love to be, even though it was seemingly disgusting, but it became the the very disgusting thing became a lovely thing to you. Because it was your, it was my place of embrace, Absolutely. and so seeing it though it was my place of embrace, now I walk around with this bit of now this this confusion, like because well no he gave me love, and I know every time the thing in me was like this isn't right, but okay, but he loved me, like he took time he talked to me. And when I would get upset, he would tell me my dad was going to beat me and don't do this and don't do that. So it actually felt like a it was a false security. He was utilizing my adolescence to benefit what he wanted. 
And I didn't know any better. I just knew I wanted to feel loved and no one else was giving it to me. That was a big one. It's not like what you call me. It's just like, um, I knew I wanted to feel love and nobody else was giving it to me. And um, then it came to a place where I was just, it was nothing. Like, it was just nothing. And then I felt like I needed to, um, I needed to prove myself. Because I felt too different. And so now it's like, oh, all the ladies love me. And now I'm doing it, trying to convince myself that this is what I want. And I didn't want anything. I just wanted somebody to love me. I didn't, it wasn't that I wanted anything sexual. I just wanted somebody to love me. And since the few friends of mine has talked about it and now I'm old enough to think about it. Now I was like, well, maybe somebody will love me if I become this. And everyone's talking bad about the thing that happened to me. And I didn't really know it was a bad, bad thing. And now everyone's calling me. They, they making names up about it. And you're this and you're that. And I'm like, I can't tell that part of me because then I'll look even crazier. So now you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. For me, I can't tell them because then you're listening to people talk about subtleties and people don't understand. when you, Your ignorance is always heard. And you can be talking ignorant about something that someone is going through and they might have confided in you if they did not experience your ignorance. So a lot of times we smother people, we smother people's healing by being ignorant in our own selves. Wow. Because people are absolutely, you are more heightened. I, I know it for myself. Certain things I heard from people so you just knew it was shut down you knew like even if they only said it to please whoever they was pleasing at the moment and even if I thought I knew that you still made it a conscious decision to have a a, a very negative condensation to something that I really struggle with and not even that I struggle with that I was going through that I needed help in I needed somebody I needed somebody to save me I needed somebody to love me enough to want me to be better. To love that little boy to say, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I know he's creative. I know he's different. Let me give him a little bit of my attention. Because what happened is when you don't give that attention, whew, this is a hard conversation. When you don't give that, when I when me not getting that attention made me fall into the arms of the predator. I was comfortable prey. Absolutely. I became comfortable prey. At any time, I could have been swallowed up. And at any time, I, I was used at, for whatever reason they wanted. I was comfortable prey. It's like a mouse that keeps a cat. That, it's like a cat that keeps a mouse alive just so he can get it to run and play with it a little bit more. Absolutely. And every time, then when, when he lets it run around and run around, but he don't let it get too far. Enough to feel a little bit of freedom, but not enough to be too free. So I felt like a lot of my adolescence was a cat and mouse game. And um, all I knew how to do was find comfort in cats, even though. mm, I found comfort in the thing that always had the ability to kill me. 
And in a sense, it was killing my adolescence. It was smothering me. It was smothering me. And it was for years. Like, it was just like, and you want to scream and you're looking at every, every, like, I'm telling you, they taught our people to be so selfish and self-centered. It don't make no sense. I grew up in a house with so many people and nobody saw me. Nobody, right. Uh, It's not even just about the molestation. That tells me y'all didn't even see me. I shared rooms with about five people, five brothers. How did you not see me? Y'all knew the kind of heart I had, the kind of mind I had. Everyone knew Antoine is the different. Like I'll wake up with visions and just blur. Like it was never me. Y'all knew I was different. How did you not see me? Like the enemy really destroyed the structure of our culture, family, and that's the thing that I fight for now. It's not. I'm not ashamed of them not seeing me. I'm ashamed that no one decided to wake them up, and so was my job to wake them up enough so they can see their kids and understand that their emotions need love, that their spirit needs attention. It's. It's not their fault. It's not my mama fault. It's not my daddy fault. They were still trying to become adults too. So I don't blame anybody. I just want people to now understand that you have to stand at the door, not only, especially us leaders, not only at the door for the, of our hearts for ourselves, but the door of the hearts of our kids. And we have to stand at the door of the hearts for our spouses and our family members. Because when we're coming up together, we have to be able to, I need to be able to see when your mood changes. Something happens, something's different. What's going on? I can tell that with my friends. I can tell you when something's different with my son, when he's acting a different way. I can tell you. I'm like, uh-uh. So I can tell you just about anybody. And when I notice the difference, I need to address it. And I need to address it in love. In complete love and earnesty. And people need to learn to be transparent. I didn't learn anything other stuff that I've experienced. I remember asking my dad about comments. Oh, I'll tell you about that later. I asked him several times. I'll tell you about that later. None of my brothers told me. I, it was too many people there with the experience that I need that didn't give it to me. And I refused to be that guy. Right. And that's why I think, that's why I know I pour my heart out to everybody. This heart isn't made up just of random love that disappeared. This is pain that I speak every day. That's why I heal. I'm able to speak pain and love. That's what healing looks like. When you can speak pain and love with tears in your eyes and say, my flesh went through it, but I am not the feelings. When you can look at, I can literally look at the face of any of the people that molested me and be able to say, I forgive you because you didn't know how to control this flesh. You didn't. Some some type of trauma happened to you. Absolutely. And my whole thing is, I was the one able to come out on this side. With this mind. In this heart. You, what the enemy thought he was doing to, through you to me, I was specifically sitting here, with, sitting here with a purpose. So everything you did got molded in me. My heart was already already prepared for love even though even through the frustration and and all the just abuse.